ऑटोमेशन as our guest uh, pascal bone pascal's uh, technical profile is kind of a google search away really he's he's a linkedin top voice uh, repeatedly he's uh, been a, a exponent of technology and innovation he's had a long and very very illustrious career uh, in um, mckinsey ey and and now he's with the era technology over in san francisco uh, and you know he's he's i think uh, when i was kind of going through some of the stuff that uh, pascal has done i think one of the things that's really struck me in his one of his introductions is very said is that above everything else he is truly truly passionate about how technology can make a difference uh, to human life in the future and i think i think all of his work is kind of geared towards that so uh, on behalf of uh, three techies banter pascal uh, welcome welcome to your show uh, uh, we are very very delighted and fortunate that you have accepted our invitation welcome to the show <laughs> thank you thanks uh, thanks a lot for having me from whatever i saw you know uh, you speak of the 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 fourth industrial revolution uh, driven by tech and honestly speaking um, i i i couldn't agree more uh, i completely agree with that Uh, viewpoint uh, so you know if if i were to ask you because you you talk a lot about and and we'll have more questions on ai and ia uh, part of it but uh, my my first you know uh, question to you would be do you do you how much do you think uh, when we talk of fourth industrial revolution how much do you think is driven what is the role of ai uh, in the tech uh, part of it and 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 do you do you have you seen so you have traveled a lot so have do you believe this this whole phenomena is is really global or do you see it uh, limited to the developed part of the world no, i think this is really impacting every uh, everyone around the world in any country even even the 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 less developed countries i would say uh, just the, the the key thing you can see uh, is even in the even the poorest people in the world have 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 a have a smartphone huh? and so they are they are impacted in a way or another by by uh, by artificial intelligence um uh, and um, yeah but back to the first part, uh, first part of the question um so we've seen you know the, the those uh, industrial revolutions that came uh, like uh, two centuries ago first of all in, in agricultural space huh? where where tractors and and um, and um, and and uh, material like these helped to to relieve the people from those uh, hard hard work uh, under the sun in the fields and so on then came the um, manufacturing in, uh, in, in, uh, automation revolution where where those robots helped 
in the plants, in the manufacturers, those physical robots, you know, um, that are. And um, and now we are getting into the, I would say the into the automation that comes into services, okay, and um, and we can call it the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, the key fact is that nowadays more than eighty percent of the workforce of the workforce globally is working on computers, and um, and what we call intelligent automation is a new type of automation that automates tasks that are currently performed on computer. So that's the new revolution we've seen now, agricultural, um, manufacturing, and now we see it in the services and basically uh, helping what we call knowledge workers. So basically all of us, huh? all of us, we are working on computers and we are doing stuff on computers from uh, booking meetings to performing some Excel, PowerPoint, building uh, projects, uh, going on uh, coding and so on and so on. Sending emails, opening applications, and so on. All these can be automated using different types of technologies. And the whole, all those technologies put together, we call it intelligent automation. And I'll, I'll, I'm sure in the next question, you will ask me to go into more detail. I'll be able to. Yes. So I think the next question probably is the one question that you have probably been asked uh, the maximum number of times. Is that uh, you know what is really the difference between uh, intelligent automation, which is IA and AI, which is artificial intelligence? So, is uh, is uh, are they is one a branch of the other? Are they two independent things? You know, w- you know how do how do people differentiate between the two and decide they want to do one or the other, or are they all the same thing? So the the short answer is artificial intelligence is part of intelligent automation. So artificial intelligence is one of the technologies. When I when I say artificial intelligence, I'm, I'm thinking of machine learning. Okay. So machine learning is one of the technologies that are a part of the spectrum of technologies leveraged by intelligent automation. So now now let me let me come to what is intelligent automation. So it's a combination of methods and technologies uh, that help to automate end-to-end processes, business processes. That are currently performed on computers, and so in any company in the world, you have thousands of of, the, of those processes. Think of purchase to pay. Huh? Any company in the world, we have to purchase services or goods from from a vendor, um, receive those services or goods, then receive the invoice from those vendors, then pay those vendors, and then find new vendors for new for new needs. Huh? It's kind of that's a purchase to pay process. Uh, order to cash process is about finding finding clients, uh, 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 providing the service of the goods to those clients, then bidding those clients, and 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 then and then and then getting the cash from those clients. So so and so there, there are countless of those processes in companies today. They are all performed either manually or using different expert systems. Uh, and the purpose of intelligent automation is to help basically those people who are currently performing those tasks on, the, on computers to perform those, those business processes. Uh, and the purpose is to automate fully or nearly fully those end-to-end processes. Let's take the example of purchase to pay. So when you 
um, you've you've identified a need for a raw material to be to be uh, to be acquired in your company. Uh, you need first to select um, the vendors. So very often you will have a list of vendors that you've already used in the past, uh, and based on the history of working with them, the quality of of the work they did for you, you will select one vendor or another. Okay, and um, and and uh, the way to automate this type of task is by using machine learning, for example, that will help you to uh, perform some statistics and learn in time on on. Um, and, and what, what is the most suitable vendor for this material that you need to buy? Uh, the second step is then to send uh, purchase orders to, the, to, the, to, to, to these or those vendors, and this is quite of a transactional task that can be done usually using using intelligent workflow uh, systems that help to 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 send those POs to the to those vendors. Uh, those vendors will then reply, and there will be back and forth. Uh, here you will use. You, you can use still the work, workflow system, or sometimes you can use an intelligent chatbot. Huh? So those, those um, uh, conversational uh, technologies that will help to to answer questions through emails or through uh, through instant messages, uh, connecting the connect and creating the connection and, and interaction with those vendors. Then those vendors will uh, provide the goods and services, and um, and they will then send you the, 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 their invoice. So the, the invoice here will have uh, can be automated by, um, if it's a hard copy invoice, you'll have to scan it, and then you'll have uh, natural language processing to recognize the characters, uh, coupled with op optical character recognition, to extract basically the different information that is that is on the, on the, on the invoice, and be able to process it in your system. Uh, and finally, uh, if if the goods and services correspond to the to the what is in the invoice. And this check can be done by a robotic process automation, for example, very simple rule-based check. Uh, the, and finally, the bank transfer can be done uh, using again robotic process automation because it's a very transactional task. So as you can see, the different steps of this end-to-end of -end process can be each performed by a different technology. And by connecting those different technologies together, we are able to automate an end-to-end -end business process. And this is what we call intelligent automation. So this, in fact, uh, Pascal brings me to a very uh, you know, thing that always plagues us is that, you know, you, you have a, a process that is running with X amount of efficiency or inefficiency, uh, mm -hmm. but now you uh, automate it and it goes much, 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 much faster. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, my, my only worry is that, like, you know, if you kind of automate the wrong thing or automate <laughs> it wrongly, then now you will be doing the wrong thing 10 times faster. So how do you kind of, I mean, obviously you, you must be following a methodology and all that, but mm -hmm. how do you kind of, you know, ensure that you are automating the correct thing as, as opposed to, you know, automating for the sake of automating? Yes. That, that's really my question. That's a very important question. And, uh, and that's, that's very important, as you say, to avoid automating a, a weak process, otherwise it's uh, 10 times weaker <laughs> than, than the manual process. Correct. <laughs> so, so the first step is definitely by, uh, to, first of all, identify which processes need to be, to be automated. Okay. Uh, and I'm thinking here of, can we automate them? Uh, is it worth automating them? Um, and secondly, and, and I would say, I would say, uh, 
90% of the processes will, will uh, take this case huh, uh, where they can be automated. Then, then it's how do we automate them? And, uh, and the worst thing to do is to think, this is the way we do it today, let's automate exactly the same. No, let's, so it's, it's really about um, bringing around the table different skills. Uh, I'm thinking here of, of process excellence, of uh, uh, data science guys, uh, automation guys, uh, um, <clears throat> natural language processing um, uh, experts, and getting all of them to think of what is the best way to, to automate the, the process with the outcome in mind. Um, really, it's really about what do we need to have at the end? What is, what is the, the final outcome, the output of this process, or what should it be? And what is the shortest way and most efficient way to produce this? Interesting. Interesting thought. So, so uh, Pascal, I think uh, we'll continue our uh, discussion uh, about, uh, I, I have some uh, questions, further follow-up questions regarding the adoption of IA, but let's take a, a quick break. And, and uh, after this break, we'll return. Uh, we are talking with Pascal and we'll talk about IA a little bit more uh, in our next two sessions. Hello, welcome back to uh, session two of our chat with uh, Pascal Borne. Uh, he is author uh, of a book called Intelligent Automation. And uh, in our previous session, we talked about IA, AI, uh, the differences, uh, and, and what, what actually uh, intelligent automation means. Uh, so Pascal, my next question to you would be that uh, have you, what, when when an organization starts this journey of adopting intelligent automation, uh, what are the key challenges uh, that you have encountered uh, in the adoption of IA? Yes, uh, very important question. And I think first first of all, um, just a few stats. Huh? Um, a year ago, according to Deloitte, more than 50% of the organizations around the world already started their intelligent automation so, um, journey. Okay, so, so it's quite, it's getting really broad and broader and broader. Um, helping any company really across, across industry and across functions. Uh, any company, even manufacturing companies, uh, which are not service companies, um, are Still have some back office support type of, of departments that can, that can leverage intelligent automation. Think of sales, HR, marketing, finance, procurement, and so on. Uh, and of course, all the, the, the uh, would say the service companies, uh, think of telcos, banking, um, uh, education, and more, uh, are, can be completely uh, revamped reinvented uh, and optimized using using intelligent automation. So it's really across the board. Um, and uh, when we see companies starting to adopt those technologies, um, what are the key pitfalls they, they, they might go into? Uh, the, I would say the first one is uh, starting too small in, you know, um, a manager that starts to go, to go into intelligent automation for uh, 
her own department and and have the and and like and while the the proof of concept and the pilot is working well, uh, this person lacks the capacity of making it broader. And and I would say that the initiative stops there. And 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 for me, it's kind of a failure, you know, uh, because any of those projects that is not that is not at scale in a company will not produce the the the, the strong impact that we expect from. Um, so I would say the first first issue is very often this one. So and the way to solve it is to bring management in management, so the C level, uh, in in the discussion around uh, an initiative, an intelligent automation initiative, as soon as possible. Uh, bring them what they need, and what they need is the the most holistic view as possible of where can intelligent automation bring benefits in the company. And this has to be across functions and across departments. Uh, so the broader this view, the broader the business case, uh, that, that basically informs the, the, the benefits, quantifiable and not quantifiable benefits, um, the, 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 the more it will make sense for, for management to go into such a transformation. And so it's so, first of all, Involve the management, involve management by bringing them the figures they need, um, by doing the, the analysis really across, across all departments and bringing them really the holistic view of what they can get from this transformation. That's the first thing. Second thing is, is, um, around people and talent. I would say, uh, the more, the more you bring in the people in your company, uh, in, Bringing them in, what I mean is to involve them. Uh, first of all, educate them, inform them. So tell them what is intelligent automation, what will change in their work thanks to intelligent automation, how, how they will be able to refocus on more value add and exciting activities with this. Um, and then it's about empowering them, giving them the capacity to participate in the transformation. And here we have more and more of those technologies are getting more and more user-friendly. Huh? We talk about the democratization of, of uh, intelligent automation where everyone without needing coding or programming skills can, can automate their own work and then bring the benefits of the transformation to themselves and see it and be part of it. And when everyone in the company is following the same journey, you have really a change of culture, of mindset in the Everyone becomes actors of the of the of change, and that really uh, makes makes a big difference. And of course, talents uh, bringing around, around the table the different talents, not focusing on one single technology, so not focusing on one single talent. Uh, if you have some RPA experts, that's great, but that's not enough. Remember the example I give I gave a few minutes ago of a purchase to pay process. You need several technologies to be able to automate an end-to-end -end process. So you need several skills who know about those technologies. Uh, so it's about bringing all those skills together. So, uh, so Pascal, in, in case, so then if you were to kind of look back and all your experiences with this, uh, without violating any confidentialities, of course, is that what was the, maybe that one... Uh, implementation of one AI project that really exceeded all your expectations uh, on one side? And what was that one that probably uh, you felt that, uh, you know, uh, really 
had the greatest potential but let you down you know like a success failure thing but uh, you know the one that really exceeded your expectations and one that you know you felt oh you know i wish the, you know we had done this differently and mm-hmm. you know, it would have worked mm-hmm. out completely uh, differently exceeding expectations i would say i mean uh, at least met met expectations definitely many 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 ones uh and uh, and just to 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 build on the purchase to pay example that i that i talked about earlier um i've implemented this for many companies and um the the impact that those companies get from from implementing this are, are really diverse uh, from um uh, uh in improvement in, in efficiency uh by automating about 80 80 to 90% of the process, you get you get a decrease in cost of, of about the same, huh? 80% of the cost. Uh, uh, you have, and you have, uh, most importantly, an improvement in, in employee satisfaction, employee experience, okay? Uh, those people who used to do those transactional, repetitive tasks can now spend more time on more um, strategy, creativity, relationship with others, uh, so in the case of purchase to pay, it's about uh, connecting with the suppliers, for example, being able to create partnership with them, all those stuff that, that they would never have had the time if they continued working in the, in the uh, clicking here and there type of work. Okay? Um, and the, and um, another, another, um, another benefit is, is regarding the vendors. Um, so the capacity to get them um, uh, satisfied and more and more willing to work with us, and um, and when you create this kind of relationship, it's more than a relation that than a vendor um, buyer relationship. It becomes a partnership, which which which, as we all know, is more is is extremely important in the ecosystem currently. You know, uh, I, uh, I think in one of our previous episode. Samiran, we we did talk about uh, uh, one of the automation uh, failures, and you know when uh, Pascal was talking of uh, you know uh, the 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 key challenges, and he mentioned I, I really liked it that he, a you should not small start very small, and you should involve everyone. So Pascal, I was reading one very interesting case study uh, about a food processing unit. I forget the name, and these guys were trying to automate uh, basically the raw material that comes into the warehouse and they were trying to use uh, RFID technology to automate it. And someone thought that it was a great thing to do. And he he started that implementation. Now, the problem uh, was that the uh, accounting team was not fully bought into it. So essentially, the uh, the accountants of the company were still expecting some papers where you understand what what input has come in, what has gone out. So once they implemented this RFID, uh, what was happening was the workers were actually doing the scanning and still filling, <laughs> you know, those paperwork just so that the accountants in the company would be happy. So in the end, there was zero saving. So I think what you mentioned yes. uh, really resonated. It was even, even worse, no? Even worse. Even worse <laughs> because they had twice, twice, two times the work to do. Exactly. So, so I, I totally, totally agree with the fact that, you know, you have to have a more uh, overarching kind of a uh, uh, goal and, and everyone should be kind of bought in. So 
that was a uh, interesting bit have you have you also faced some such funny consequences in in the automation yes, that you have yes, encountered definitely, definitely. Uh, you have i mean many times it's due to due to many factors um um sometimes the lack of confidence in the technology where you know people will I mean the technology we provide a, a recommendation for example or, or give you a number and those people because they don't trust the technology they will <laughs> recontrate it and finally identify that oh okay it's working <laughs> uh, so yeah these type of things we've seen it many many times so it's um it's about educating the people it's about connecting the different departments between themselves so that they are all aligned on what is happening it's it's it's, uh, it's all about human so it's so interesting uh, pascal that you you know you talked about scale and so co- uh, quite by accident you know we've had some previous uh, guests in our show also who all talked about how things need to be done at scale to make a difference so you know it's uh, it seems that you know success and scale are so important and the whole old uh, thinking that do pilots and keep trying and then you know probably is not the right approach so it's you know, i think uh, uh, building for scale seems to be the new mantra for success uh, and i think uh, we'll kind of bring uh, with that we'll kind of bring uh, this session to an end uh, when we come back in the next session we'll kind of talk about things that are my uh, uh, pascal is very very passionate about about the automation its impact on uh, society at large or people's lives and things like that so uh, until we come back in the next session Welcome back, everyone. Uh, in this session, uh, uh, where we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Pascal's uh, passionate uh, pursuits in technology, and uh, if you've kind of read the book, uh, uh, you, you'll see there is a huge amount of mentions there about you know uh, how millions of lives can be saved because of you know catching errors in medical processes. Uh, we are building resilient societies and you know uh, of course realizing trillions and trillions of dollars of savings because of just you know better you know uh, uh, fraud uh, uh, prevention and things like that so pascal uh, you know where where do you see this whole ai actually uh, uh, playing a role in all of this and you know how do you kind of uh, get i don't know uh, Uh, society governments institutions and organizations to do more of this you know how does it come out of the corporate boardroom and see acceptance in the larger society to kind of get all the benefits that you're talking about in your book mm-hmm. i think it's a very important question because um, i mean all all the people working in tech i mean uh, same as me huh? we need to know where we go and we need to go what is the impact of of the initiatives that we are building uh, on on the world and on society uh, and and uh, have kids uh, most of you have kids as well so i think it's it, we we want to prepare the best world for 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 them and um it's important to understand to give a perspective to this um so while writing the book i did i did uh, quite a, quite some research around what does it mean to to push automation 
as far as we can in, in our society. And, um, and identified all, all the, the potential benefits for the society, but also the limits and the imperatives that need to be put in place to, to get, to get, to get to those benefits. And, um, so the, the, starting with the benefits, benefits, of course, at company level, we've discussed about it. It's about improvement in efficiency, which is in the range of 20 to 60%. It's about improving customer experience by having better products, providing them faster, cheaper. Um, it's about, uh, improving employee experience. And here, employee experience is extremely important, um, according to, to research. Companies that take care of their employee experience are four times more profitable than those that don't. So it's, and we also hear a lot about it, about the great resignation currently. So we need to have our talents to keep them and to have them happy in our company. Uh, um, so those, those are more the economical aspects of it uh, at, at company level. Um, based on the research that I did for, for the book, I've identified that uh, We could, we could save lives. Um, and, and, um, and it's about, it's more than 10 million lives per year that could be saved by supporting clinical trials, disease diagnosis, by avoiding medical errors. Um, uh, another key, key benefit would be, um, uh, to perform some cost saving. A huge cost savings. So it's about, I mean, uh, according to our estimation, it's more than 10 trillion of dollars per year that could be saved uh, by reducing frauds, by reducing errors, uh, by uh, uh, reducing the number of accidents. Um, um, of course, we, I mean, I, I give all the detail in the book of how, how all this has been calculated. And um, so, so this is to tell us that we should go we should go all in and we shouldn't be we shouldn't be scared about it because we are uh, we are we are helping the world in the in and pushing them in the, pushing it in the right direction and uh, and sorry the 10 trillion dollar of of um of uh, uh of savings that we can do every year what does it mean it means that we could for example uh double our budget for education or double our global budget for health So that's, that's huge. That's really a huge improvement for our society. So, so what you're essentially really saying is that if we were all in on these initiatives, uh, this will literally pay for itself and it will uh, free up huge amount of investments that we are currently lacking, whether it be in, I don't know, climate, whether it be in education, whether it be in healthcare and everything else. So, I mean, so that, that that that's that is the takeaway from this, correct? Exactly, exactly, completely. Uh, to to get there, I mean, to 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 be able to collect the fr these those fruits and those those benefits, uh, there would be some imperatives to put in place. Uh, because um, I'm thinking of, I mean, we describe all of them in the book, but a few a few one are most important. The first one is um, uh, sharing the wealth that is created by those automation equally amongst the people. What we've seen, what, what economists have seen over the last decade is that as technology is getting more and more implemented and we are getting more and more benefits from it, uh, it benefits more to the 
richest of the worlds than the, to the poorest of the worlds. And, uh, and, and, and I can't imagine, I think you, you have the same idea than me, I can't imagine a future that would let down some people and pushing up some others. We should, so, so, so what I'm thinking of here is a mechanism that, need, that, that would help to share this wealth equally amongst people. Think of the universal basic income, for example, or other type of, of, of mechanism like this that help to, to, share, to share this, this new money amongst the people uh, on an equal manner. Another, another imperative is to, to evolve education. Uh, today, um, our, I mean, the, the topics that our kids are learning are, are Stone Age <laughs> topics. Which, what we should focus on are the skills that technology is not and will not able uh, to, to, to perform in the future. Um, and those skills are creativity, relationship with others, uh, critical thinking. We should focus on those skills uh, before all. Totally agree with that. Uh, I mean, you know, the curriculum is, I completely agree. The school curriculum today seems quite outdated. But uh, in the shorter term, uh, Pascal, have you, uh, you know, it's a, it's a human tendency to, to fear uh, the immediate uh, outcome, which is, uh, lack, you know, job losses. I mean, people, whenever, whenever I've seen people start talking of RPA or IA kind of implementation, their first thought is, oh, will I, you know, will I lose my job? And in the shorter term, that fear at times might, you know, uh, uh, drive people not to adopt such things. So have you, have you experienced that? What is your perspective about uh, that kind of a viewpoint? Yeah, so that, so it's a very important point that, that needs to be discussed. Um, because if, yeah, if, if, when people fear, when we fear uh, as humans, we, we just, just don't do it and we even push it away, which, which doesn't help anyone. <clears throat> so, so there are two schools here. The, I would say the economist schools, what they say is we've seen many, many, um, industrial revolutions and we discussed about them at the beginning of the discussion. And, uh, what we've seen, what history tells us is that at each, during each of those industrial revolutions, new jobs have been created every time. Okay. And nobody could knew before, uh, before the revolution happens, which jobs would it be? Uh, so thanks to the new technology, new needs and new jobs uh, appear. And, uh, and I like to, to give the example that 10 years ago, no one would even have imagined that our world would count more than 3 million Uber drivers. Okay. And we couldn't even imagine that 10 years ago, Uber was not even existing. There was not, uh, barely some smart, so some smartphones on the market. So, so this is changing rapidly and, and the invisible hand huh, the, of Keynes is here to help, will always be here to create new jobs. So that's the, I would say, positive view. The negative view, uh, is coming from more the researchers. The researchers, the Stephen Hawking, the, even Elon Musk and Bill Gates will tell you that, that, uh, this time is different. This time we are not talking about the same automation. It's not the physical automation anymore. It's the automation of what makes us special as, as, as an animal on this planet, which is our intelligence. 
And if you, and, and this is the last thing that is specific to us. Uh, so if you automate this, then what, what's remaining to us? So that's the more negative side of it. So I think, I think at the end of the day, the, the, what will happen will be something in the, in the, in the middle, okay, in the, in, in the middle of, of, of those two extreme scenarios. Uh, but I think the most important, and we, we owe it to our kids, is to be prepared for both scenarios. Okay, and, uh, and especially the most um, negative one. Again, here, we need to rethink the way we educate. We need to rethink the way we share the wealth created by, by automation. And we need to think of a new way of organizing jobs. Um, are we, and, and maybe we can come back to, to why, why are we on earth? You know, uh, uh, the, the word school comes from the, the Greek uh, roots that, that mean leisure. So basically, that means, so basically, at, at the origin, school was not about teaching people to, to do a job. It was about uh, instructing people on what they, what they will need to do with their lives. What is the purpose of their, of, and meaning of their lives? Um, and I think we should go, go back to this, to more meaningful ideas of what should we do with our lives if technology is doing the work for us now. Now we have more time, more time to be human, basically, more time to, for our passions, more time to spend with the others, with our families, with our loved ones. Uh, that's, I think we, sh we will also need to change our perception of our lives, which are today completely focused on our work uh, and, and, and focus it on, on the meaning of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That 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 was really really deep, <laughs> Pascal. No, honestly, and it says it was just fantastic. You know uh, that uh, I, I was not aware of the 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 meaning of the word school itself. You know, and it it actually kind of uh, really opens your eyes to uh, a total different uh, future, and, and and hence it is very short sighted to to kind of uh, think of it. As job losses, the fact is, we are supposed to be on this planet to do something much more. So that was uh, that was a very interesting thought. Any any parting comments, Samiran, before we we end this very interesting chat with Pascal? No, no. I think uh, Pascal. It, I mean, uh, uh, right from the beginning. I mean, I'm, I was quite like stunned with the third session. Really, the the, the fact that you know. Uh, you've kind of transcended many philosophies and religions and, you know, got into the meaning of life and, you know, the fact that, you know, we should really not fear this whole minuscule or trivialized thing where I lose my job. You know, there is always things you can do and that whole important aspect of, I think, you know, you can you can learn new things, do new, do new things and create a world that you can kind of leave behind for future generations. It's, such an important legacy uh, lesson. So, oh, I, I, I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's kind of a, a very, very interesting and very, very refreshing to kind of hear this, especially coming from a technologist. Typically, you know, you hear this from philosophers and life coaches. You know? <laughs> so it's in the book as well, huh? If you're interested, it's, it's, <laughs> it's yes, yes. <laughs> I. I I I am I am definitely going to finish the book, Pascal. I promise, <laughs> and and I'll, I'll I encourage uh, our our listeners to check out the book Intelligent Automation. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you, Pascal. Thanks for taking out time. Uh, you know uh, we are in uh, you know totally different time zones, but 
you managed to take out uh, time uh, from your busy schedule. So thanks for that. And uh, this uh, brings us to end of another episode of 3TB. Uh, we will uh, bring uh, more uh, guests and, and continue with our theme, uh, which was everyday tech uh, that we started. Uh, if you liked our banter, please share the episode. Uh, don't forget to follow the show. We are available on all major podcast platforms. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave a rating and review. It kind of helps the podcast uh, grow. So, so see you until the next time. Ciao.